Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everyone to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm Christine Drummond and I'm here with my amazing co-host Joel Lord and we are going to finish the year with a bang with this podcast and today we're going to be talking all about New Year's resolutions and this is something really close to my heart um, and Joel's because we've been in the coaching realm or um, as a personal trainer, I see a lot of people set a lot of resolutions and uh, not many succeed. And we're going to talk about that very shortly. But I want to say firstly that if you're getting value from these podcasts, if you're loving the content or if there's something you would love us to talk about, then please drop us a line. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can shoot us a message, a private message. Um, we love all the comments we get from our regular listeners and the ratings that you guys are giving us. And we just really wanted to say that we are super grateful and very appreciative appreciative of what you guys um, provide and the time that you take to listen to us. And um, all we ask is that you share it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just share it out if you're loving the content and what we stand for and who we are then let's get this message out there. Let's help other people. Let's empower other people, inspire other people to really be their best version. But today, Joel, we're talking about uh, resolutions. And I just want to share a couple of statistics with you. Um, it's about 93% of the population actually sets New Year resolutions. And um, only about 25% of them, you know, kind of stay committed. And then about 8% actually follow through. They actually say that 45% of people have actually failed their New Year's resolution by February. And some of the top resolutions, number one is diet. That's usually everybody's resolution. And then it's followed by exercise and then people want to save money and then, um, you know, they want to quit smoking or they want to learn a new skill. But I have to say, Joel, some of these New Year's resolutions I just want to call people's bullshit on them because why do we just leave it to the start of the year to focus on these things? These things like eating healthy, moving your body, saving money, you know, these should form part of your everyday life, not just you think about and add focus to it once a year. You're going to set yourself up for failure. You cannot have that quick fix and go, okay, it's a new decade, it's 2020 and this is the year that's mine. I'm going to be the fittest and this is my New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose 20 kilos or whatever. It doesn't work, guys, okay? I'm going to share a little bit about that. But Joel, I want to get you in here and um, so you can put your two cents worth in. I'm not a fan of um, New, Year's, New Year's resolutions. I know you're not either. So um, yeah, what have you got to say to this? Well, we're both agreeing, so it might not be very interesting because there's no to and fro, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I've got years and years and years of coaching experience under my belt now and, uh, you know, time gets away. Uh, and yeah, I just see so many people, uh, you know, out there that set these crazy, uh, like, news resolutions, have these plans and, you know, although fundamentally that's great, uh, but that's great every day of the year, setting those resolutions every day of the year, like refreshing them every day. Because I think that they're used as an excuse for bad behavior leading up to the New Year's resolutions. Like, oh, well, I'm making this amazing New Year's resolution. So here's the story I'm going to tell myself so I can drink alcohol, 
eat copious amounts of processed meats and sugar all the way up, get lack of sleep, go to parties, hang around negative people that I don't like any other time of the year, but I'm going to go congregate with them at these parties and spend heaps of time with them and just be in this big soup of bullshit negativity, uh, damaging your body, (laughs) damaging your mind and not working on your dreams. It's just a big cop out to, but it's all okay because come January 1st, we can make this news resolution. And from that day on forever, I'm going to make these big changes. Oh, except in Australia, Australia days on the 26th of January. So we better let another couple of weeks go after that. So really in Australia, when the kids go back to school, like I've heard them all, (laughs) I've heard them all. Uh, February is when you really get started. And, uh, you know, as a personal trainer, you'd know (laughs) the gym gets pretty crowded until about February 15. And then it becomes a ghost town again. So like all these gyms are high-fiving this bullshit. So (laughs) look, I can go on for ages, but look, I I just believe that if if you want a tactic to kick your competition's ass right now, is the best time to do it. If you are out there working on your dreams now, you know, where at the time of this recording, we're coming into the holiday season and these tactics work all year round. So it doesn't matter that we're saying what time of year it is, but still be working. Like, uh, like you and I are both recording today for our, uh, for our online university uh, platform that we've got for our inner circle clients. You know, we're still working like, my fam, my, my side of it, the technical side was getting done all day yesterday <laughs> with mixed results, but we were working it out. You know, if you've ever wrestled chatbots and email sequences, you'll know why I have puffy eyes. <laughs> anyway, we're still doing that. And people are going, I'm just seeing so many people check out. They're checking out of their businesses. They're checking out of their lives. They're going to these parties. Oh, Christine, <laughs> I've got this, we're going off on a tangent. I saw someone who is no longer on my friends list anymore literally giving a shout out to the universe praying for a new liver next year because they're going out to destroy it from now to the end of january like they are literally posting that on their social media as a a, like, like as a badge of honor and i'm being hypocritical because there was a time in my younger days where i probably would have done the same whatever version of facebook was out then i wasn't posting online but it was a joke I used to have as well, but honestly, if you're cheering that you are damaging your liver now, like, gee, oh, I'm trying to keep the language PG. <laughs> a news resolution is not going to help you. Like, I don't even know, like maybe a new brain will help you, <laughs> but you know, seriously, this is like, it's not a joke. I want people to have the intelligence to realize that you don't have infinite amount of time. And if you added up the time, like when you kick the shoes off at the, and start winding down at December and you're still going all the way mid to January and you added all those months up and times them by 80, you're going to wish you didn't waste those 80, 80 months when it comes to the end. So anyway, New Year's resolutions are bullshit. What do you reckon, Christine? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I love that. And you're right. People use this time of year as an excuse to overeat, to overindulge, to um like move away from their values their priorities what's important and so they come into the new year and they're already behind but what if you could come into the new year 
in peak performance? What if you didn't overindulge? What if you changed your your values so that health was a priority all year around, no matter what time of year it was, you know? Um, for me, our Christmas um, lunches and dinners have changed and evolved over the last 10 years. I've been on this massive health journey. We, we no longer overindulge. I don't go into a food coma at three o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas day. I feel amazing. We're playing games. We're being active, you know? Um, and I just think, you know, you've really nailed it on, um, on the head there saying that, yeah, people do use it as an excuse. And that guy's example of wanting a new liver is just the Australian attitude. You know, why do we have to do that to ourselves? Why do we abuse ourselves? Is it because we, we don't have self-preservation? We don't have self-love? We don't know or we're not clear on what it is in life that we really want? Um, yeah, I know when I overindulge and overeat and overdrink, I feel crap and it wipes me out for days. And, you know, we're both coaches and we've both got other businesses and we just can't afford to do that anymore. You know, we've got people that are relying on us, let alone our kids are watching it. You know, they're watching this behavior. And then what are we, <laughs> what are we trying to get them to do? We're trying to get them to behave in a certain way, but we're behaving like, you know, um, kids as well quite often. So I want to give the listeners some tips today. I want to give you some, you know, a, a few, I suppose, steps on how to really come into the new year and set yourself up for success for the entire year. Okay. Not just for the first three weeks that you feel good and you're, you're back into the swing of things. So I think you've really got to get clarity around, um, you, you know, your values and really honor them. What's important to you? You know, what are you, Instead of having a resolution, maybe have a mantra this year or have a, have a couple of words, you know, power words that you're going to refer to. I know a couple of years ago, my mantra was, you know, how you show up to anything is how you show up to everything. So I made sure I showed up to every situation in a way that was empowering instead of disempowering, you know, my attitude, my energy, um, the way that I complimented and supported people. You know, I made sure that how I was showing up, whether it was, um, you know, playing games at some of these self-development things. I was, I was going all in, you know, and it, it resulted in an incredible year, you know. So maybe having a mantra is the way to go rather than a resolution. Or you could just have a power word. You know, maybe your power word is abundance or discipline or dedication or commitment or something like that. So, you know, find out what it is that you actually want. What's important to you? What are your values? and it, what I have found is when you move away from those values, that's when you start, you know, feeling lost in life. That's when you start feeling disconnected. That's when you start having more disempowering thoughts, more negative thoughts start creeping in. You start, you start focusing on the losses rather than focusing on and celebrating the wins. So I really love you guys to go, you know, just Google, just Google um, list of values and go and circle some of the values that you're like, yep, that's what's important to me. And I hope, I really hope that health is one of your top values. If you value health and it's a priority, then your life will change. You will have more empowering thoughts, make more empowering decisions when it comes to health. You will make better decisions. You will be at a cafe and you'll go, do I really want to eat that high calorie pasta that's going to make me feel bloated or would I make a better decision today and just get the salad, you know, so that I feel good, I feel vibrant, okay? So it's just, 
It's just all about knowing what your values are, what you stand for, and making things a priority. So that's, that's my first step. And then changing your environment. Something that we've done over the last sort of 10 years, Joel, is we've taken things out of our cupboard in the kitchen, things that don't um, nourish, repair, and protect ourselves. So you, you won't find a chocolate chip biscuit in our house. You won't find cake in our house. You won't find uh, ice cream in our house. It's very rarely that we have those kind of foods. Um, we don't have like the muesli bars or anything like that. Um, I love to make things from scratch. The things that we do have in our house is, you know, we might have some plain popcorn. We might have some, you know, pretzels. We might have some, some um, chips in the house, but they won't have all the preservatives and the colors and everything like that. So we, we do have certain things, but we make smarter choices around it. So we've changed our environment. Um, we've also changed our environment to make it less, um, less chemical um, focused. So we don't have a lot of chemicals in our house. And that's really made a massive difference to our health, I really believe as well. And what's going into our skin and our bloodstream and you know, our brains and digestive system and all that kind of thing. So we've changed our environment to match our values. Does that make sense? So um, if you can do this, and it, it doesn't happen overnight, but if you go, if you use this opportunity of a new decade as a clean slate and go, you know what, I actually don't have to wait for the 1st of January, 2020. You can start making these changes now so that you're already ahead of the game by the time that new year rolls around. And then something else I'd love to share with the listeners is having a what if plan, because we all fall off the wagon. We all fall off path. We all um, lose our concentration and our focus sometimes on these things that really matter. So you need to have a what if plan. It's kind of like a survival guide. What if I fall off the wagon and I eat a bad meal or I have a couple of bad days? What's my strategy to get back on, on track? And it might be, um, you know, just doing a three-day detox. It might be um, watching a health documentary. You know, you have like this little survival kit. So if you do fall off track, you've got three or four things that you go, okay, all I need to do is do a one to three-day detox, watch a documentary and listen to a health podcast. And maybe that's what brings you back and on track again. Um, if it's... Um, something to do with your business and you're losing focus in your business and you feel like you're in a bit of a funk and you're focusing on all the things that aren't working, then what's your three or four things that will bring you out of that funk? It might be uh, an empowering playlist. It might be a podcast. It might be, um, you know, reaching out to a mentor. It might be getting some coaching. Like we've got to have these what if plans, these survival plans. So if things don't go to plan, we've got this strategy for how to get back on track as quickly as we can. And a what if plan has really helped me um, in the past as well. So um, the next one is celebrating your wins. And I know you're big with this, Joel. You love getting people to celebrate anything they get approximately right. And I think so often we get caught up in the, in the monotony of the day-to-day -day activities of life that we forget to celebrate the wins along the way. Like making your bed in the morning is a win. You know, getting the kids to school on time is a win. You know, getting to work on time is a win sometimes. So, you know, um, doing your gratitude, all those kind of things. So celebrating the little wins along the way. And when you celebrate and focus on the things that go right, you tend to focus less on the things that are going wrong or the things that aren't working or, the, or your lack of. 
So you have a different mindset. You have a more positive mindset, a more empowering mindset. And then that means that you vibrate at a different level. You vibrate higher. You have a different energy, a different spark about you. You, you start to shine differently and show up differently because your focus, you're, you're just looking for all the things in your day that you can celebrate as a win. And when you do that, guys, oh my gosh, like it's incredibly empowering. And if you've ever done The Magic, which is a 28-day um, book of gratitude, so every day of 28 days, you do something in regards to gratitude. And on one of the days, you can't have any negative thoughts. So as soon as a negative thought creeps in, you flip it to a positive. And it's, in, it's really incredible. Even people as positive as Joel and I, it's funny how these little negative comments come in and you, you catch them and you go, wow, that's interesting. Why am I having that thought? But most of us let the thoughts come in and then we let them escalate and then we let them build and build and build. And sometimes we try and squash them down and down and down and down and um, it, it, will, it will come out later. It will escalate or it will make us vibrate lower. So I want you to really start thinking about and looking throughout your day, what are the wins you're having? And then the last one, the, the fifth sort of step is being kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up if, you know, this year you want to make um, health a priority, but you fall off the wagon. We all do. It's so hard to be perfect with your health all the time. And we would hate you to be too far over towards the health side anyway. We want you to have fun. We want you to be able to still enjoy a pizza if you love to have pizza. You know, we still want you to enjoy life's simple pleasures like that, but we want you to do it in a way that's not overindulging, that's not taking you away from your goals and from your um, from you being the best version of yourself. So Joel, there's five sort of steps that I wanted to share with people that hopefully they can take on board and start in implementing today. Like don't wait for the new year, start them today and um, think about, you know, how can I um, bring in more abundance, more empowering thoughts? Um, how can I vibrate at a different level coming into that new year? So what are your thoughts on that, buddy? They're amazing. And I actually taking a, like a little sidebar here for the listeners, like rewind this part of the podcast, go back to when Christine started that list and write them down. I hope like, I know the successful among you are taking notes on this. I know I even was taking notes then and I've got a big uh, like square at the top saying peak performance. That's going to be my mantra. And it already is. Uh, I didn't realize that that's what it was, but that's just a word that's been coming up. Well, a couple of words that's been coming up for me because next year is going to be, is already <laughs> filling up with like massive amounts of uh, work and joy and play and everything for me. And for me to actually like, I'm looking at it and it's like currently for the results that I want to get, it's like, I know the journey is going to take a thousand Ks and currently my fuel tanks only 700 Ks. So I need to like, I need to, get 10 X levels of energy to, to make sure that I can, uh, you know, keep my promises to my clients, keep my promises to like even you on this podcast and our business and my family and everything like that. And I don't want to be this empty husk of <laughs> no energy. So peak performance is going to be on my, on my vision board, you know, and if you haven't read, uh, high performance habits by, uh, Brennan Bouchard, 
I highly recommend that you do. I did that when I was on the 75 hard and he said that nothing in this book matters um, at all if you don't have your health. He says, if you only do one thing out of the 20 things he tells you to do or shows you how to do, he said, if you only get one thing over the next 12 months and you only focus on one thing, make it your health, you know, and that's something I have to put at the top of my list now. Like I must do that. I'm 40 and I'm thinking, what do I want my life to look like when I'm 60? Because, you know, I'm at the, you know, at 40, your body's still able to take like stress that it's not going to be able to take when you, when you, you know, when you're 60, but in those 20 years, I can either add vitality to my life or have my body working to keep my vitality going. So if I'm eating a lot of, and junk food and I'm not exercising and I'm not feeding my mind the right stuff. I'm not meditating. It's like I'm driving with the handbrake on and eventually the handbrake's going to wear out and things are going to start falling off everywhere. And I don't want that. So absolutely do that. Like, uh, look at your health. Um, I, what we've decided to do is like, so we can still have fun is, um, not that I let it be a free for all, but if we go to the movies, then the kids can have like junk food. And we don't do it at home. We don't do it like, you know, and they don't get to become uh, pigs <laughs> at, at, at it, you know, like, so like they, they would have one of everything if I let them, <clears throat> but we don't let that happen, happen. So I love what you said about the environment. That is huge. You know, uh, when you do uh, like any kind of really strategic intervention in coaching with someone, like it's up to the coach to help you get the new awareness, clear the shitty limiting beliefs out. But there's two things that are up to you. And like on this podcast, we are coaching you and we're helping you have new beliefs. We're helping you with strategies and everything like that. And none of them work unless you use them. So it's up to you to change your environment. It's up to you to, you know, create new habits. You must you are your habits, your results are your habits. So everything you've done up to now and all the results you have now are due to habits. So you need to, if you want new results, you need new habits and to form a habit, look, you need discipline and you need to like keep on hammering in the new habit. Like it would have been a habit for me to uh, maybe eat bad food in the, in the, in the past. Now my new habit is that I don't eat that stuff and I drink a lot of water. I have a shake, uh, you know, like a, like a high energy smoothie with lots of like, like Ronaldo's recipe, like he's getting enough plugs on our thing, but you know, and I'm following what the experts do. Like I want to be better. So that's a new habit for me rather than, you know, eating bad food. Absolutely. Christine. I love what you said about not beating yourself up. This comes into a whole new podcast. Well, that I can jump on and do, like I, I taught my um, team the other day about what dopamine is doing to their body. You know, you, it's, you, your brain wants to keep you happy. And if what it wants to do is like make you happy, that's its whole prime directive. So if you, there's only a couple of ways to become happy, fulfillment and dopamine. And I know I'm not being like crazy in depth, I know there's going to be scientists on here and medical doctors that know even better, but like as a really keep it so I can understand it, they're the two ways. And I guess when you like building a business is challenging, 
building a business is really challenging uh, and you're going to get beaten up <laughs> and, you know, things are going to happen and everything like that. But, you know, that's a really great way when you get it, when you're successful to be, get your dopamine hit and feel fulfillment and feel amazing and be happy. So your brain's doing that, you know, getting a six pack, you know, doing that news resolution and saying you're going to get a six pack in 2020. That's a way to get a dopamine hit and feel fulfilled. Right. But it's hard. It takes time. And you know what is out there? Cake, junk food. And your brain doesn't know the difference between that dopamine hit and the dopamine hit you're going to get from when you get the six pack. When you look in the mirror and you're like, wow, I, I did it. So you just got to be really mindful. Like, so one of the primary questions I'm asking myself is where am I getting my dopamine hit from? Am I getting it from cake or am I getting it from sit-ups? And you can become really, really deliberate about that. So how do you get this? How do you do this? Like I've been someone who's tried to do it on my own. I always thought I could do it on my own, but all my results, whether it be in business or, you know, finance, uh, mental state, spirituality or everything i've looked to get a mentor or a coach so you want to you want to get further forward go forward further faster and be a leader of leaders then you must get a coach i do not know anyone who is killing it these days that does not have a coach and are we coaches yes disclaimer go if it's not us go get someone you don't need to pay a lot of money start with youtube quick strategy stop looking at gurus search a company that you admire find out who the ceo is and then go to youtube and ask and put in see interviews with ceo's name whatever ceo you chose there will be interviews of multi-billionaires <laughs> who don't sell you jack shit at the end of it that are giving sage level advice that's you know and it's not new <laughs> christine like it's crazy like it's the same advice Socrates was giving back in the ancient Greek times. So personal development is not new, <laughs> but, and you don't need to pay a heap of money for it. You can get it. So do that. Um, absolutely. Going back to the dopamine, don't beating yourself up is the opposite to dopamine. It's pain and your body's going to want to move you away from pain and move you towards dopamine. So if you celebrate everything you do right or approximately right or everything that while you're getting into the game, you're going to give yourself a dopamine hit around doing that thing. So you want your, if you want your new resolution to work or your, your new statement or your new way of being, then absolutely what Christine said, celebrate everything you do approximately right. Cause you're actually getting a dopamine hit and you're training your brain and programming your brain to believe that that's the way to get happiness, which is what your whole caveman computer in your head is trying to do so and journal you want to be a game changer you need to journal here's three questions that you ask yourself what was what was great about that or what did it, what was great about today how can i make it better and by what percentage did i improve by dopamine 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 <laughs> attaching positivity to what it is that you did today action steps <laughs> and you can see that you've got a track record that's trending on the up over time. Those three things will just absolutely kill it. So Christine, I don't know. That was strategy oh, I used to succeed. <laughs> I wish we had a little timer to say how far into the podcast we are. Cause those three questions are gold, Joel. Like seriously, um, I had a, um, 
a team member come to me the other day and she thought she'd failed with um, this project that she was working on. And when I flipped the, her, her focus and said, well, what's good about it? What, what, what was actually the positive that came out of it? And when she saw the positive and the win, she just couldn't believe it. She, she was like, I can't believe I saw that this is a failure when I gained all this over here. And honestly, when there's, all, there's a good to everything and there's so many tragedies happening around the world, but there's always a good to everything. And you need to start asking more empowering questions of yourself. But whether you're a mum, whether you're an employee, whether you're an entrepreneur, asking yourselves these questions um, it's it's just going to free you of and and save you so much time and heartache as well and worry and stress you know if you're a mum out there and you feel like you're failing you feel like you're you're not being the perfect parent you should be um, maybe you reacted um, in you know in a negative way or maybe you felt like you dropped the ball on on an occasion when you ask yourself what's good about this you'll be surprised by the positive, the positivity that comes out of it and the lesson and the growth and how your kids are, have probably flourished from the experience, you know? So it doesn't matter whether you're even an employee, you know, maybe you feel like you stuffed up at work. Maybe you felt like, um, you know, the boss is on your case for something. But when you ask that question, you know, what's good about this? How can I improve, you know, by that 1%? And um, I forget the other question. But when you ask yourself that, you'll be amazed by how you change as a person. You know, you just feel differently. You don't let things weigh you down anymore. Your shoulders are lighter because you've dealt with that instant, that situation, that, that moment in time, and you've got the positive out of the, the lesson or whatever, and you can move on. You don't just keep beating yourself up about it. So... I would love our listeners, Joel, to come into 2020. It, it's, a, it's a new decade and I would just really love all of you to come in with new thoughts. You know, the person that got you to where you are in life today is not the person that's going to get you to where you need to go. You're going to have to expand your thoughts because at the moment, your thoughts are all based on your past experiences, your behaviours, how you were brought up, you know, all those kind of things. And the way that we change our thoughts is by flooding our brain, our mind with new concepts, new ideas, thoughts from other people, different ways of looking at things. And um, I'll give you an example, actually. Um, I watched a documentary the other day and it's on a very controversial um, topic, which is circumcision. And I really highly recommend people watch it. And I'm not saying that I'm one way or the other. Um, I can understand why people um, do do it. But for me, um, you know, it's, it just opened my eyes up into both sides of the story, it, both sides of that debate, you know, why people do it, why people choose not to do it and that kind of thing. And I started having different thoughts around the whole situation. Now, I, I'm very strongly, um, you know, against circumcision but I understand why people do it, you know, and I'm not there trying to beat up on anyone that gets it done. I, I totally, like there's religious beliefs and there's behavioral and, and we've been taught to do it from generation to generation. But this is just one topic um, where you can just go out there and, and educate yourself around both sides of the story, change your thought process, 
you know, learn new things. And it doesn't have to be a topic like that. Maybe it's you watch a health documentary and all of a sudden you start thinking differently about some of the foods that you've been buying, some of the chemicals that you're exposing yourself to or your kids to. Maybe it could be around exercise. Maybe you thought CrossFit was the best way to go, but you've since learned that maybe yoga is better suited for the body rather than flogging it, you know, with all these different weights and, and putting it in, in harm's way. So only when we go to educate ourselves and, um, and learn from other people and can you start to change your thoughts? Can you start to change your behaviors? Can you start to change your habits? And when you start doing that, you know, you can cipher through the information and find what makes sense to you, what you feel you need to take you to that next level. And as Joel said earlier in the podcast, if health is not like one of your highest priorities, like to help you be a better version, to, to help you reach the success, then it needs to be. Honestly, guys, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. A lot of you are probably listening to this and can remember the last time you were sick and how it knocked you out for days. And we don't have time for that, guys. We do not have time to have poor health. So what can you do to put you in a more empowering situation? Um, maybe you have to change your environment with your friends. Maybe you are the one that says, hey, instead of meeting at the pub every Friday night, why don't we meet at the gym? You know, why don't we go for a hike instead? You know, do something. And if you want to have that beer at the end of the day, move. Do something that, you know, kind of counteracts it a little bit. You know, I'm not saying get rid of every single thing in your life that brings you joy if you, if you love to have a drink or you love to hang out with your mates, but you can do it in more empowering ways. And um, I just think that, you know, 2020 can be your year if you want it. You can grab it by the balls and really run with it and go, you know what? I'm not wasting and letting another year pass me by living a substandard life. You know, I'm better than this. I'm capable of more. And just see what happens when you start turning up differently for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your peers. What, just watch what happens. You will have a better quality of life because of it. So I think that's it from me, Joel. What, what else do you want to add in here to close out? Well, I love it and love what you were saying there. And it is so true for you to have like your current thoughts and habits that got you this far and for you to get somewhere else, you need to, you need to forget something. You need to forget the way things were like, like there was a point in my life where I was a hundred over 130 kilos and um, I, look, I just blinked my eyes. It felt like I blinked my eyes and the youthful athletic guy turned into a fat slob and I can fat shame myself because like, at least I could do something with it. <laughs> so, um, what I did is I realized that something needed to change. And so what I did is I, I ate completely carb free for years and I didn't do it in a smart way. I did it in just like just straight meat and dairy and like the, the toll and I trained my absolute face off. So I was like super lean. I was super fast at, like for me at, in, in athletics, but had I not, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because had I not educated myself on what the body really needed as fuel, I would have still been doing that. And to be honest, there's too many people that eat like that, that diet 40. They just have a heart attack. And I was like literally training like crazy in like volcanic. I didn't care if it was 45 degrees with no shade. I'd be out doing hills. 
I was obsessed. And that level of obsession is, is, would have been fine had I been smart enough about the other side that I needed to do. But I was just obsessed about the weight loss and being as absolutely fit and fast as I could at the, the, the kilometer splits I was trying to make for my running and everything like that. But what I had to do is I had to, I had to get new creative thought. I had to make room for new creative thought. If you're a know-it-all, you are like already up shit creek. The beginner, for the beginner, the, the options are many. For the expert, there's very few. So like just maybe it's time to, like as Christine said, uh, a lot more elegantly than me, was, you know, maybe open your mind to some different sides of, of the argument. You know, that's really showing that you are an awakened individual. If you can go and hear in 2020, if you can go listen to people that are on the other side of the argument more and listen to their point of view without having to defend yourself, then you know you're an awakened human being. You know, then you really know you got it. So you need new creative thought. And if you want one absolute health game changer, like that's going to change your 2020, drink drink more water, double the amount of water you're drinking. If you drink a lot of water already, and if you're already drinking six liters a day, maybe you're there. Maybe just look at the quality of the water you're drinking. Maybe it's time to bring something else in. But if you just honestly drink more water and put the soft drink down, put anything of that beer and all that crap down uh, and do that, you will, you will be shining. So um, I know that every, every single expert I've spoken to, every single one, the first thing they tell me is drink more water. They don't even ask me how much I drink. I say, drink more water. You want to lose weight, drink more water. You want to be clearer, drink more water. Like, and, and quality water. And that was another thing Ronaldo even said. He says, all this stuff that I'm teaching you, if you're not drinking high quality water, this is not going to save you. You're, all, you're done. It's 80% of it is the quality of the water you drink. So drink more water in 2020. Maybe that's your mantra. See what it does. Anyway, I'm done. Awesome, Joel. I love it. And um, I just want to close out with this. These letters, C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. And if you strive for constant and never-ending improvement, you will keep growing, you'll keep evolving, and you will continue to be a better version of yourself. And um, we have to keep reinventing ourselves, Joel. It's just part of the journey. And um, if you want to be successful, if you want to have a high-quality life, then that's what you need to do. So lots of gold on here today. Um, and we, yeah, we just want to give our listeners a shout out. We hope everyone has a safe and um, fun festive season and we cannot wait and come back bigger and better and stronger in 2020 with some more podcasts for you guys. So Joel, thank you, my co-host for another amazing year in 2019 and uh, look forward to another incredible year. Damn.